Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. One man. One microphone. And one medium-sized coffee. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to give you guys another walkthrough of one of my tracks. Um, because, I well... Let's be honest with you. I enjoy doing the walkthroughs. They're quite fun. Uh, and also, it's just one of those things. It's so, it must, I would love to hear other composers doing like walkthroughs. And when I have seen it, I have loved it because I'm, it's like, oh, that's how they do that. And then also, like, oh, that doesn't look as hard as it sounded. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, revealing those tricks to be not tricks but just like everyday mundane things we composers do so this track is it was originally called the scent of time and it's actually called something else now which i've forgotten it's called the empty page uh, and it got used on the teaser trailer to uh, benedetta so this was a track that i wrote for well, it was essentially for a solo violin and basically trailerized solo violin. I did three albums of this for Elephant Music and um, this one I really, really, really love how they've used it in the trailer. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a look and a listen to how they use it in the trailer and then I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. Um, it's essentially, like I said, a solo recording and some other stuff to make it sound all cinematic and trailery. So let's check out the actual trailer, shall we? Dieu te parlera dans beaucoup de langues. Si ton cœur est assez courageux pour s'ouvrir à lui. Okay, so there you go. Um, that's how they use it in the trailer, which, as I said, I really, really like. So what I would like to do now, now I have my logic file up front, uh, is just talk a little bit about it have a listen through and then break down what I did. So it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> like, 
I wrote this on piano. I think I deleted the piano track. Um, yeah, this is pretty much it. <laughs> this is the this is the idea. Uh, I pretty much wrote it on piano. Bing 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 bing, which sounds great. Um, and wrote in obviously the three acts. So let's. Uh, what we'll do first is we're gonna we're gonna listen through. I'm getting really excited. Sorry, we're gonna listen through from start to finish, and then I'm gonna break it down. Okay, here goes. So as you can tell, they kind of used my Act 1 as Act 1, my Act 2 as their Act 2 and 3, and then my Act 3 as their kind of sign-off, their outro, their Act 4, their sting. So what's my process behind writing this type of stuff? Because it's deceptively difficult. And what I mean by that is, we so often like hide what we're doing in layers. We hide what we're doing in orchestration. But when you're just dealing with one, okay, it's probably about three different violin takes here. When you're dealing with very, very simple parts and, you know, a violin and some atmosphere, essentially, you have to really eke out what you're doing. So the simplest way is to eke out your act one is to disassemble everything. 
And in this instance, I've got a harmonics set in the atmosphere, and I've got pizzicato. And then we repeat that, and then we repeat it, but we layer it with a pizzicato that's got more reverb on it. To give it more growth, more development. Uh, and that's, you know, that's act one doesn't need to do much. It's just setting the tone. It's just setting the tension. Uh, a lot of people mistakenly think you have to throw a lot at act one. And yes, you can do that. And sometimes that really works. But most of the time, especially with this type of writing, you think about stripping act one all the way back because then it gives you further to grow, further to expand your ideas. So with this, I kind of had two ideas and I approached this act two like I would approach writing for the, for the guitar. Kind of, you know, par- imagine this palm muted. This kind of like, not pedal tone, but you know, essentially a pedal tone. This kind of like note that continues underneath that can starts a rhythm. So I used rhythm to set a pace. Now, if you want to understand a little bit about setting pace in 4-4, it's a really simple thing is dividing your bar up into odd numbers. So in this case, it's 3, 3, and 2. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2. You know, doing that, or you could go 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, you know, that type of thing. Or one two three four five one two three one two three four five one two three one two three four five one two three. You're essentially breaking up your eight eighth notes into divisions, odd divisions, so that you get a syncopated sort of jumpy feeling, and that's what I did here. And then it's just a simple idea of layering tones on top of that rhythm. And then ornamenting that with more movement. Okay, I'm just stopping here, this little run. So it's, again, it's ornaments with movement. How can I repeat the same material but f- make it feel fresh and new? You add some runs, add some fills, you know. Ding 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 the digga digga is really, really important because it makes this stuff feel new and fresh. And it gives it a sense of urgency. That kind of like digga digga is essentially like a roll into the next phrase. what's the next trick? Well, I want to take the same material, but I'm going to put up an octave. And therefore, what I've done is I've not written any more ideas, but I've managed to stretch this idea out. To 1 minute 20. It started with a rhythm. Bum, 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 b
you know, what happens when I go, when I add, uh, have I got a piano here? Ooh. You hear, sorry, I don't know why it's really laggy. Anyway, uh, you kind of get the gist. Uh, it gives you this sense of movement and progression when all I'm doing is just playing around with um, double stopping, which is two notes played together. Uh, and it's really, really simple. And and this is the kind of thinking you have to do when you're going, I'm going to trailerize a solo violin. Firstly, I'm going to layer it because, <laughs> you know, that'd be hard. Uh, some of the tracks weren't layered. Some of the tracks were just single arpeggios. Uh, but then I'm going to think about the rhythms. What have I got at my disposal? I want it to be simple, so I'm going to use simple rhythms. I want it to be simple harmonically, so I'm going to use simple harmonic language. And I'm, the fills I'm going to do aren't going to be crazy. It's just simple sort of 16th note runs. Digga digga. Okay, now, oftentimes in these act threes, you go, okay, well, I can't really eke out much more without crazy layering. On this rhythm, din, 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 din. So what I did was uh, I took that rhythm, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, and turned it into an arpeggio. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. And then brought in a change in harmonics. Sorry, not change in harmonics. A change in the chord progression. Because up until this point, there hasn't really been a change of chord progression. There's been implied progressions. But now with these... This stuff... You get this sense of it growing. You've got continuity because of the rhythm. And you've got expanding because of... Expanse, expanding. You've got this feeling of expanding because your violin isn't just playing single notes, it's playing arpeggios. And then, of course, jumping up at the octave. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then once we get to the end. That's the sting. It's just that arpeggio played up an octave. It's quite the challenge doing this stuff. As it is with writing just drum tracks, you have to really start to think, I don't want to say cleverly, but you have to become really smart with what you're doing and how you're writing. And what that means is, this piece is born of the rhythm, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. I didn't bring that in until after Act 1. Act 1 is atmosphere setting the tone. I wanted tension. And a sub-boom, violin harmonics, and a close-recorded pizzicato, which I think was me, actually. Yeah, probably. I think this Col Lenyo is me as well. Yeah. Uh, you've got this simple things three elements the app the the harmonics here create the sense of space the sub creates impact and 
brings more emphasis to that space, brings more weight and scale. Because of the way that sub is is EQ'd, it's very low heavy and no top end, which implies that that sound has come from a really, really long way away. Because the bass frequencies travel further than higher frequencies. So when you hear something in the distance, that's why it's often a rumble. Boom. And then this... <laughs> brings it close to us. So we have these three stages of distance. And each of them gives each other context. Once you've done that, it's then a case of going, okay, now I can bring in my thematic idea, which is the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. And you bring everything together one step at a time. Introduce the rhythm then introduce the double stopping, then introduce the movement in the double stopping, then introduce the ornaments within the movement within the double stopping, then throw it up an octave. That's five steps. One, two, three, four, five. Five steps that get us to one and a half minutes. And then the same ideas kind of continue with this arpeggio, bring in a chord progression, which then allows us to repeat the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two for a whole sort of 20, 30 seconds, and then chuck out up an octave, give us another 20, 30 seconds, and then repeat the thematic idea, but with more emphasis, which is the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, the arpeggio, as your sting, as your outro, as your act four. Um, I wouldn't call this my act four. Uh, I, I would call this my, you know, sting, basically. And there we have it. We have a almost two minute 20 track used on the trailer for Benedetta. Uh, the violin, apart from the Colenio and the Pizzicato, wasn't played by me. If it was, you would, you would know. Uh, it was played by a violinist I got off of Upwork. I simply sent over the the MIDI I think I sent the MIDI. Yeah. Pretty sure I sent the MIDI file with a backing track and then just got them to play sections. So remember when you're working with loops, you can be economical with your players. You can say, hey, just play this loop and nail it. And then like I did here, this was this was this. I just took that loop and laid it under there, okay? So if you are going to hire players, think about because you're paying for time and think about making it easy for the players too, you know, rather than giving them sort of 16 bars of a really tough arpeggio that's basically just a loop of one bar, just give them one bar and just say, hey, smash this. Or don't smash it, but play it really well, you know. But uh, yeah, this is this stuff's really fun. It's it's it kind of gets you out of the box of kind of like huge epicness. Although you still have to imply it with a couple of things like the sub, um, the sub boom, and layering the strings and these taiko rolls and timpani rolls. You imply scale and size, but it's really oh excuse me, I'm obviously boring myself. <laughs> um, no, I was watching Stranger Things last night. Uh, this the penultimate penultimate episode so i haven't seen the finale yet anyway i suggest you have a crack at this type of writing 
whether it's violin, whether it's piano, whether it's drums, think in terms of simplicity. Can I eke out an idea and make it last for two minutes 20 and make it interesting without having to have 60, 70, 80, 100 channels layering? I mean, you can do that. Uh, but this isn't the sound I was going for. We were going for kind of like uh, HBO promos type of things, you know, um, and BBC dramas, this this type of kind of murder on the Orient Express, you know, tense thrillers. Um, and, you know, we've landed a few with these now. I think we've landed three trailers with these tracks. Not sure what the names of the other ones were. Uh, anyway, Try it, guys, because it's really fun and it really does test your mettle when it comes to economical writing. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you in the next one. Amazing. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle, and I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.